What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Kind of Funny Screencast. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by the big dog, Kevin Coelho. Hello. Sad boy himself, Barrett Courtney. Yo, yo, yo. And GameSpot Universe's own, Chastity Vicencio. I always want to clap for you. I, I Like, Chastity oh. deserves everybody. Come on, let's go. Let's go. How are you oh, doing, Chastity? Thank you. I am tired. Like, it's, it's taking a toll on me covering Mando because... Uh, we have to like stay up and mm-hmm. write all of these articles and news breakouts and Easter egg galleries to like 2 a.m. Dude, yeah. it'd be really yeah. cool if and it came out early, you know? It would be great if they said Yeah, screeners. it would be great at 9 p.m. Yeah. yeah. Yes. It, it was that a struggle to stay up last night. This was like, uh, for me, just like a really long week for some reason. It just really hit me yesterday. And it was like 10. And I was like, I don't know if I can stay up. I don't know. And like, I had to like find things uh, to make myself stay up. Mm-hmm. I've made the decision to, and this is hard for me because of who I am, but wow. to not watch it at midnight, but to wake up early to watch it. The oh. main reason being the, the audio mix is pretty good in this show. And I'm like, I don't want to have to watch it all quiet at midnight in here. Mm-hmm. I want to watch it louder. And in the morning, I, I feel a little less obnoxious That's doing fair. that. Um, and also, it's not that bad. What, what I've time do you get up? Uh, I've been waking up just pretty, especially now that I don't need to shower in the morning. It's fantastic. I need to enjoy this for as long as I can. I mean, you uh, should still shower, Tim. I, but now I, sh- now I can just shower <laughs> after being on camera, and it's okay. No one knows the mm-hmm. difference, mm-hmm. you know? Okay. It's an, I, I've been having I nice little midday shower. I can, I can smell you <laughs> through the camera. Yeah, exactly. But I'll be, I'll be waking up at like at, uh, at 8.30. We go to get star- some Starbucks, come back. Me and G watching some uh, some Mando, drinking some Starbucks. It's a good old time. Then prep this show, That's a nice do Friday the show morning. with you, beautiful bastards. Man, what a fun time! And this show is a show you can watch live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games, or you can watch it later on youtube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com. If you want to listen to it, search for kind of funny screencast on your favorite podcast service. If you want to get the show ad free, you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny, just like Jeremy Zuccarello. James Davis, Andrew Weisner, and Simply Sassy. Thank all of you for all of your support and helping make this show happen. And also shout out to Honey, Manscaped, and HBO Max. All of you are fantastic sponsors that we will talk about later. But for now, let's get into the news. Right before we started this, there was like two breaking news elements that are perfect for this show. The first one from HBO PR on Twitter. HBO gives series order to The Last of Us. Uh, we've we've heard the show was uh, in in the process of being worked on. We knew that Neil Druckmann was set to write and executive produce alongside uh, C. L. Mazin, Craig Mazin, which is the writer producer of uh, Chernobyl on HBO, mm. and Ooh, it is now it has now been given a series order. Um, it's going to be executive produced by Naughty Dog and PlayStation Productions, which is very exciting stuff, and uh, they're going full on into it. This is awesome. Uh, so I never watched uh, Chernobyl, but in my head, it is as dark and dreary as the universe of The Last of Us. Am, am I right in thinking that? You are. You it's are definitely a, right. so, well, so he seems like a, so a good well fit crafted. for uh, a showrunner, right? Yeah. Sorry, yes. Chastity, what were you saying? It's depressing as hell, but it's so well-crafted. It's mm. just... And it's hard to binge. You kind of need space between episodes. Like, I wouldn't recommend sitting all the way through that thing. Okay. But it's so well done i would highly recommend watching it but not if you're in a bad headspace <laughs> yeah it was one of those shows that geo was watching and every once in a while i just kind of like catch it on uh, from just the side and it, it definitely was like damn 
there was never a moment of that that I'm like, this seems fun. It was always like, this is so sad. <laughs> no. Kev, did you watch it? Uh, I watched. Sorry, I watched like the first two episodes, uh, and I, I do intend to get back to it. It's just one of those things that like. It, I think it was a little too like upsetting for Paula, and she didn't want to keep watching. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. at some point, at some point, I'll, I'll jump back in because it, uh, yeah, it's messed up, but it's also like based off like real events. So, so yeah, that's like even more fucked up. Yeah. Uh, but taking that, adding Neil Druckmann, and adding just HBO as a whole, like this is kind of the the best setup for a potential successful video game, uh, you know, screen adaptation that we've ever seen. Yeah. Right. That's that's the key word. Potential. It's like look at all yeah, of this potential. damn potential. I just don't think that like <laughs> I don't know. I'm so tired of them trying to like adapt video games. It's like why can't they just be video games? You know what I mean? HBO could do a good job, probably. I'm sure it'll be fun. Yeah. Or not fun, but like I'm sure it'd be compelling to watch. But yeah. like it's it's always gonna be compared to the game and the game who knows? Maybe they can spend more time on it. I don't know how long the I I the, think that the, the last game of us is like is, roughly like tw- twelve to fifteen hours. The first one, the second yeah. one's closer to thirty. Mm. Like it, without spoilers, it very clearly. If they were adapting the storyline of the games, which I don't think they're going to do entirely, I think it's going to be loosely based on. But mm. it very clearly, you see a season one, two, and three from Last of Us. Yeah, totally. One and two. Mm-hmm. Like it, it'd, be, it'd work they, out real well. They they have like seasons in the first movie too, right? Like see, like where the seasons the first change. Yeah, and it's yeah. like I don't know. Maybe two of them can be adapted to one season of a show, or maybe yeah, like they they could like um, put some like more uh, meat into those stories and like spend more time. Except for except for summer, summer was way too long, (laughs) way too long. Uh, But I, Kev, I I disagree with you in the sense of the, the stop adapting video games thing, where it's like I feel that about Uncharted to a certain extent, mm. but I feel like with this, mm. it's like kind of because it is so serious because there actually is like a lot of like really deep character moments and stuff. They can nail this in, in a movie form that kind of taking the video game elements out of the last of us. There's still something good. there. Yeah, yeah, Whereas yeah, taking totally. the video game elements out of uncharted, it's kind of like, all right, this is just a fun. shitty Indiana Jones, you know? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Except but, Unchar- we'll uh, uncharted four, I would say has uh has its own legs to send on the first three games absolutely i i ain't trying to shit on on the the fun of it i mean hey i'm a fast and furious guy you know what i mean yeah. like i would i'm still semi excited about seeing what that movie ends up being but i'm really excited about this and i think that they're going to do something dope uh but anyways i'm happy that it's a, officially a series mm-hmm. and like we can start moving forward on it because i want this sooner than later um definitely want some more stuff on hbo uh and then Total shift here. Ted, Deadpool 3 has some talks. This is uh, an exclusive Ooh. coming from Deadline. Uh, as Disney. Deadpool. I know. I know. As Disney continues to figure out what to do with Fox properties, they acquired in the merger one of the biggest IPs, Deadpool, looks to be gaining momentum. Sources tell Deadline that Wendy Molyneux and Lizzie Molyneux, Logan, to write Deadpool 3 with Reynolds set to reprise his role as the right, wise-cracking superhero. These are the people behind Bob's Burgers. Um, Hell yes, dude! I think they would amazing. be so weirdly perfect for Deadpool. Um, I, I I love Bob's Burgers. Uh, the, this is a, Bob's Burgers household. Our dog is named after one of the characters. Um, I they've got such a specific, awkward type of humor that I think that could translate really interestingly into Deadpool. And I think they could just naturally do the classic Deadpool stuff and just run with it I, that makes me super excited for deadpool 3 
Kev, I'm sending assets uh, a tweet for you to bring Send up. assets that tweet. I'll open it up. Uh, but <laughs> the writer meetings have been taking place over the past month with Reynolds recently meeting with a handful, handful of writers to hear their pitch for the next installment. In the end, the studio and Reynolds saw the sisters take as the perfect fit for what they wanted. The film's still in early development, but the hiring <laughs> of the sisters does mark the first major step in getting the next Deadpool film into production. So that's uh, another thing. is like this movie's not even officially announced yet. So, mm-hmm. so we'll see. I'm so interested in what they do with it because i mean obviously there's the weird cross universe situation going on of how they get deadpool into the mcu there's not a character that is easier to do it with yeah, right like yeah, they yeah. could totally yeah. have fun with this and take that's it seriously fun. and like have him cross over or just have it be like a, a parody type movie that's just making fun of how ridiculous or he just like it. in the like explanation like in the weird like movie making explanation that they could do with Deadpool is it's like he's moving from one cinematic universe to the other. And like, I think they, th- they could do some really funny things with that. I, I mean, I'm I don't think they excited. even have to would like fully acknowledge it. Yeah. That's the thing. Like with this whole breaking the fourth wall thing, it literally just be like, oh, that's right. I'm in this universe now. Ah, the good <laughs> one. And just runs off or something. Yeah. I mean, it could be awesome. I just wonder if it's going to air more on the joke side of stuff and that it always commits to that or mm-hmm. if it's going to like try to do that but then also have serious things happen like and by serious i mean consequential to the, yeah, the mcu the, the actual mm-hmm. like mcu universe can you imagine how cool it'll be when like there is uh x-men in the mcu and like he's talking to the new Wolverine or the new Colossus and being like, you know, I liked my version better, but there were other like three other ones that sucked. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is interesting because we're in this world now that, you know, post Endgame, post uh, Far From Home, and then with the slate we have, like multiverses are going to be a thing that are taken seriously in the universe. So adding Deadpool and there being other Colossus could be, you know, a little bit less tongue in cheek, or I guess more tongue in cheek and less joke. Mm. You know, but we'll see. I'm excited. I hope this. There are no set rules to this. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there are no set rules to this. Like it's it's from comics, and comics themselves are constantly changing origin stories and going back and forth on things. So it's totally fine, regardless of what they do. I just feel like um, I'm. I think I'm remembering this correctly, but I feel like Deadpool one had a tighter script than Deadpool two. So whoever takes on Deadpool three, I just want a nice, cleanly, like constructed linear script that isn't I, just all over the place Even I, though yeah. I, had fun I do and feel like, the the streamlined sorry, budget and like the the way deadpool one was made i feel like helped a lot with that not that they mm. had a bi- much bigger budget for deadpool 2 but i feel like there was a lot more excitement and like they could feel like they could do more mm. yeah um yeah my one thing i hope is that like the third film knows how to write things for it to be a little more like lasting. Cause when y'all were doing X-Men in review, I remember like going back and watching rewatching Deadpool one and even Deadpool two, I think I rewatched and like on second viewing, I don't think they're as um, fun. Cause I, th- I think a lot of the, the script and writing is based off of um, current stuff, kind of surprising you with like, just like the, the crazy shit that they, uh, the crazy jokes and stuff. So for me, like, is never as enjoyable on the uh, for the rewatches. So I don't I, I don't know really know like how you'd fix that for me. I know that's just more of like a, a personal thing, but um, yeah, I don't know. 
Yeah, because I loved them. I even rewatched yeah, them. I I, I, them. Yeah, like I, I loved them uh, on the first viewing, and this might just be like a thing for Deadpool and this type of humor for me, where it's like it's always great the first time because it's always like not knowing what's coming next. Yeah. Um, and yeah. just like not having that element, I think uh, kind of weakens things and uh, kind of lets itself be uh, analyzed a little more, uh, where you st start to pull back the curtain and stuff. Mm. Yeah, I'm interested in the rated R thing, though. Like, even if it goes under Marvel, does it go under Marvel Studios? Is it a Marvel Studios, Fox Studios collaboration? Like, it's clearly going to be out of the X-Men universe. They'll joke about it and all that stuff. But, like, <laughs> I wonder if Disney's going to actually have a Marvel Studios R-rated division, Marvel Knights or something. I don't know. But I don't think that, like, Marvel I don't think there's any need Damn. for that, right? I think I just for the it, Disney though. Plus side of things. But, I mean, you, you think... I think there's that's one of those things where there's too few things in that right category right now for to create I, a can category. Build it. I mean, right yeah, now yeah, it, but they like, don't exist. You no, know, I know right. that's what I'm saying. Let's let, let's say that we get Deadpool three and it's the first rated R MCU movie, right? God, that sounds so crazy. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But like, I feel like that's the kind of thing that like would go on Disney Plus and maybe have like a pop-up that happens before you started it's like hey this is like we'll for yeah that's everything like i'm with you like that's the, an ideal world disney's not shown any push into doing that yeah like, in are, fact they've edited videos right i mean we exactly. had the uh the what the yeah, mermaid video the, the, the mermaid hair Splash. yeah yeah covering the book yeah <laughs> so so it's like if they're not right now they're not gonna have rated r stuff it's like you say there's there's so few things it's like yeah but now they have daredevil they have punisher they have ghost rider they have all this stuff that they could Moon go Knight back potentially to the well, could, you know um, another take yeah. on logan like all that yep. stuff so and that, we'll that is stuff like they do like they do have hulu and uh i think like mm -hmm. I, I don't i forget if they specifically said this in the past but like I, if they want to do more adult content, I think that'll exist on Hulu. I think but, they want to keep Disney Plus family oriented. Yeah. So they have Hel Hellstrom on uh, Hellstrom, yeah, Hellstrom yeah. on on Hulu because it is like, more not... that way. But Hulu's not available everywhere, so that's mm. the key thing where I don't mm. see them putting Marvel Studios uh, resources into making content that they're not going to maximize be, yeah, their profits yeah. on. Also, the Hell Hellstrom or whatever, like that's not MCU proper, right? That's more of the no. side stuff, and I feel like. Yeah. If there's a Deadpool three, it's gonna go MCU proper, and if it's MCU proper, that's something they want to keep there. Like that will bring up numbers, and Disney Plus is a thing where it's like, I'm sure it's succeeding, but like it can always be succeeding more, you know? Yeah, totally. So we'll see. I I hope they get rated our stuff at some point, but I'm not feeling too hopeful about that at the current time. But what I am hopeful about is a lot of updates from uh, last week that we were talking about, about theaters and release schedules. There's been a lot of updates. Last week we talked about Wonder Woman, uh, potential, like what might happen with it. And now we know it audiences happened. will get to see Wonder Woman 1984 on Christmas Day. After all, after much speculation, Warner Brothers announced that the superhero sequel will debut on HBO Max December 25th, the same day it'll open in U.S. movie theaters. Internationally, where HBO Max is not available. Uh, Wonder Woman 1984 will premiere in cinemas one week earlier on December 16th. The film will stream on HBO Max for a month at no additional cost to subscribers. Whoa. And then it's off. Oh, <laughs> interesting. Yeah, and it'll be back eventually. But yeah. uh, then then it's going to go to uh, be able to be SVOD, like just bought somewhere else. That's um, pretty rad. Kind of. Mm -hmm. So the time has come, uh, the director <laughs> wrote on Twitter. Rip? 
I'll explain in a second. At some point, you have to choose to share any love and uh, joy you have to give over something else, over everything else. We love our movie as much as we love our fans. So we truly, sorry, hold on, let me, formatings of this weird. We truly hope that our film brings a little bit of joy and reprieve to all of you this holiday season. She urged fans to seek out the movie where they feel is safest. Watch it in theaters where it's made safe to do so. Check out the great work theaters have done to make it so. And available in the safety of your home on HBO Max where it is not. Happy holidays to you all. We hope you enjoy our film as much as we enjoyed making it. Uh, So Kev, going back to what you're saying. To me, this was one of those situations where it's on HBO Max which HBO Max, fantastic platform, fantastic library. Uh, a okay. lot of issues. Barrett, one issue I know you have is the it's not available on Roku, oh. right? Not available mm. in, in certain places. Good I have like no you. devices except like my computer that can play HBO Max in my house right I have now. Chromecast. Uh, another story that we have today uh, is there is good news that the talks are supposedly finalized and supposedly they've come to a deal that as soon as two weeks from now, It'll be on Roku, but we'll see. Ooh, that's cool. Yeah. See. yeah. That's, a, that's potentially exciting. Yes, it is that's potentially nice. exciting. But the, the bigger problem for me, Kev, is HBO Max Dolby? does not have 4K. I know. Oh, it does not have right. HDR. Oh, that's why right. I said, I, I, I forgot, like, Paris Snyder uh, tweets about it all the time of, like, it's got, like, a good content, but the fact that they are only a 1080 as uh, uh, streaming is just ridiculous. That like, really is a bummer. Game. That's like now again potential good news. They have said that like they are they see this as a priority and they see this as something that they they want to to fix and are going to fix. However, they have been saying that for months now, <laughs> and we haven't seen any change. So I'm hoping that this happens before December 25th because Wonder Woman 1984 looks like an HDR dream. Mm, yeah, and I, colors. I'm, so I'm bummed about this like weird month thing because we can't even buy it otherwise we can't buy the streaming version we can't buy the 4k blu-ray i'm like ah this is not fun for me <laughs> but um <laughs> hey, yeah, but here's the thing tim we are getting it sooner than i feel like i was expecting at least because I, I thought they were gonna hold this until the fucking grave um of <laughs> trying to like make it theater release only so yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's we still got that that's tim. true no we, we are getting it but we're getting a 1080p version and like I, I know that I'm being a nitpicky bastard here, but it's like legit. I miss movies and I want to watch new movies as they're new movies. I, you know what I mean? I feel like In this is kind of like a po- uh, possible quality, quality possible. And I feel like yeah, I want the highest quality possible. I'm just asking for a standard here. You know, like you I don't think, think 4K it's too much is to the new standard for. on yeah. streaming for new content. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Look at every Sorry. other platform. I Mandalorian's agree. 4K, right? 4K is like the normalized like a TV you got to buy now. You know, like it's I feel like it's more rare to like want to pick up a 1080. At this I feel point. Like, like that is one thing Disney Plus did like just nailed was the, like right the, gate. the high quality, beautiful audio stuff. Good for them. Well, and video like they have they offer all mm-hmm. the HDR stuff. There is the problem of a lot of their apps are not up to par, though. The PS4 right. and 5 don't have Dolby Vision now, which is like, but that's a, truly that, baffling. that's that's not their fault. That's a Sony thing, right? I mean, it's them working together. Yeah. But well, like, at the end Sony, of the day, yeah. Disney Plus's app doesn't have it. So it's like, just, it's annoying shit. Like, why is HBO Max not on Roku? You know, mm-hmm. like, it's just I hope it comes minor to, inconveniences that add up. I hope it also comes to WebOS because that's what I have now is the, the LG. Mm-hmm. Oh. Means, yeah. yeah, I imagine. HBO Max is not on there yet? No. Wild. It's really fucking dumb. <laughs> it really is dumb. Again, uh, it's a great 
app that has a lot of good content, but the way they launched was it felt so, so bare minimum. Yeah. Uh, John Bob stabs in the chat says, I feel like maybe 50% of normal people have 4K TVs. That's all well and good. I'm not saying that everyone, the majority has uh, that. What I am saying is that the majority of content creators are putting their stuff out at 4K. So when we're comparing HBO Max's release of the biggest tentpole movie so far being released on s- streaming, and it's 1080p when everyone else is doing their stuff in 4K HDR, it's like that is a problem for everyone, right? Mm-hmm. But we'll see how this goes. I, I'm holding out hope, and I, I do believe that they won't fuck this up. But that's just me being glass half full about this. Uh, then moving on to the Disney side of things about Disney's theater plans, another deadline exclusive here. Uh, no final decision has been made, but deadline hears that the uncertainty of the future theatrical marketplace has Disney looking at launching a number of its upcoming temple family films on Disney plus instead of the theatrical release, uh, that was envisioned when the films developed were developed in greenlit at this point. This is a pretty interesting thing, guys. Uh, the films being discussed to make the pivot are not the ones that you'd expect necessarily. Oh, no. <laughs> Cruella. Oh, Lord. The uh, live-action reimagining of the animated classic that stars Dude, that Emma was Stone. a Disney Plus direct movie anyway. Like, what? who the fuck cares? <laughs> <laughs> All we've seen of that is that, like, one image, right? Like, yeah, and it's just... Yeah, yeah that's it. It's a cool image, though. Is it? Of Emma Stone uh, with the dual hair? She'll do a good job, but... She'll yeah, she'll do well with what she's given, excited. which I don't yes. know if she's going to really be given anything. The Robert Zemeckis directed Pinocchio that has Tom Hanks starring, which I didn't even know was a thing. Tom Hanks. Is Tom Hanks is in it. It's got potential. that headline once and then just completely forgot it. But, but cool. who's Tom Hanks going to be in that? You think he's, uh, what's his face? Geppetto? Or he's Jiminy Cricket? Geppetto. Maybe. I think Geppetto. Mm. <laughs> Uh, the David Lowry-directed film Peter Pan and Wendy that stars Gronish star Yara Shahidi set to play Tinkerbell, which, again, didn't know about. Uh, the Marvel film Black Widow with Scarlett Johansson is not being contemplated for a streaming debut. Deadline hears. So we'll see. Last week we talked about the Disney investor meetings, and we know I think it's December 10th that that's happening. We'll get the actual confirmed things then. Uh, right now, this is all just like rumors and scuttlebutt. But I don't right. like that we're here and the Black Widow's not part of this, you know? Yeah. Is this is this after they heard about Wonder Woman, though? That's I'm true. I'm sure there's Di- conversations happening. Cassidy, what do you think Disney's reaction would be to the Wonder Woman news? How would they strategically play that? I mean, it's huge. The fact that... Like Wonder Woman is coming to HBO Max at no extra cost on December 25th is just like a big power play right there. And I feel like they have to have conversations about that on the Disney side now about Black Widow. And I don't understand why it's not part of the conversation around streaming. Um, It doesn't make any sense. And they need to move the MCU forward. Like this is holding back a lot of other projects. So I I feel like they're going to they're thinking about it. They're talking about it right now. And we might hear something different come December 10th or whatever the date, the date is. Kevin? I just think that like, there's a lot of money that's going to happen. Well, they, they could happen if black widow goes out in theaters when the world goes back to normal. But like, when is that, you know? When and is like, that? <laughs> yeah. Like, and, and, but like if anyone could wait, probably Disney, right? Especially if they're doing like, if we find out they're doing pretty good in with Disney plus, the, the the last meeting they said that right 
Disney Plus so far. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah we talked yeah. about it last week. They're yeah. doing great. I, I think the more interesting thing is that Disney Plus already had that Christmas spot with Soul, like that they're putting out their Pixar movie for free. And we talked about that last week, where it's like that's a huge deal, but it's also like not. It's not Black Widow. We all understand. It's not Wonder Woman. We, we we get that right. But it's like I don't. I don't, even if the December tenth thing happens to be Black Widow, I don't think it's De- December twenty fifth. Like no, I, I think no, that no. It's, that's next year. No, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they, like they want to give, you know, Mando some breathing room, and then with Soul um, uh, coming out, is, is that also Christmas Day? Soul. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. I think they're going to want to give those like breathing room. So if there's any conversations eventually with Black Widow, that'll be maybe spring. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, and obviously, January fifteenth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's a great idea for them to release stuff on Christmas. There's like family traditions of people watching movies on Christmas, going to theaters on Christmas Day, all that stuff. So this is them kind of sliding into that. But in addition to that, people get new tech for Christmas. They get new TVs. They get new streaming devices, new uh, iPads and stuff. So it's like people are downloading more apps on Christmas than they are other dates. So it's smart for them to to have content there, especially content, tentpole content like Soul, but specifically Wonder Woman. Uh, this next story Captain Marvel has officially started, or sorry, Miss Marvel has officially started uh, shooting, which is cool. We got our first couple like set pictures today uh, that came out. Kev, I sent this to assets. Uh, It's just some pictures of her dressed up as Captain Marvel, which is a fun little thing. She has like this helmet with the fake mohawk on it. I like the idea that she's (laughs) wearing a Halloween costume. That's Mm -hmm. adorable. Yeah. Yeah. The big fangirl energy. I love it. It's adorable. Yeah, so I don't always love going into the like leaked set stuff, but uh, this was one that I just thought was fun because like it kind of gives proof that this the show is moving forward, and I think that it is it's kind of sooner than I would have expected, right? Like, yeah, this kind of leads me to believe we're looking at like probably what early twenty twenty two, maybe, yeah. Like, yeah. I, I feel like we at this point we've almost with these images we've seen as much as we've seen of Loki. You know, so yeah, it's it's, it's yes. surprising of like how funny. how much like they're already like going in on this. So yeah, that, there's a lot of Loki stuff out there if you look for it. Like similar to this, I'm saying. Okay, but uh, don't look for it. <laughs> oh wait, no, she's, she's climbing. climbing. <laughs> oh, she's I thought climbing. she was using him as a boost. Yeah, yeah it I looks like she's stepping on his head. <laughs> well, no, it looks like <laughs> she maybe is on his hand, the one that's bent back. He's a strong. That's such a boy. weird way to That's do that. The, the, yeah, <laughs> kids are dumb. You know what I mean. <laughs> kids are dumb. Let me tell Moving you. Moving forward from this, uh, Universal reaches deal with Canada's Cineplex, allowing for early VOD. This comes from Variety. Uh, Universal Films Entertainment Group has unveiled a multi-year agreement with Cineplex chain to shorten the theatrical window and bring movies more quickly to the home. The pact. I like that they called it a pact. Announced Friday, mere similar agreements that the studio reached on July 28th with AMC and on November 17th with Cinemark. Under the terms of the new agreement, Universal Pictures, Focus Features, and DreamWorks Animation can put new movies on premium VOD platforms in as few as 17 days. So this is very similar to wow. uh, the deals they had with the other major chains. Uh, titles that generate at least $50 million in opening weekend ticket sales will have to play exclusively in theaters for 31 days or five full weekends before going to VOD. So this is where we're starting to get all these like ridiculously granular Asterisks things and stuff. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. that's that's what's going to like, quote unquote, fuck us when it comes to the movies we actually want to see. Right, right, you right. know what I mean? Uh, traditionally, yes. new releases. It's hard to keep track. 
Yeah. Uh, remain in theaters for 75 to 90 days before they make the move to the $20 rental fee. Uh, the two companies are committed to creating a sustainable model for years to come. They added the full terms of the deal are confidential and are not being disclosed. But upcoming releases include The Crudes, A New Age, Half Brothers, and All My Life. And Tom Hanks' historical drama News of the World with Carrie Mulligan's Promising Young Woman coming on December mm. 25th. That movie mm. looks rad. Mm. Uh, that trailer looks great. But yeah, so th- this is good news. I like seeing uh, the different companies work with theaters in a way that actually seems fruitful and protective of both sides. I know Universal had a lot of shit going on with them and Universal being behind Fast 9. I need them to to not fuck this up. <laughs> so we'll see how this goes. But anyways, Monster Hunter had its release date changed. Again, it is now coming out on Christmas. So fine. Uh, With the push up for Monster Hunter and delays for Peter Rabbit and Fatherhood today, two of which being placed upon dates after Morbius, it is implied that Morbius is still currently sticking to its March 19th date. So get hyped, everybody. Let's go. No, please. God, no. Um, God, and then, uh, all the things like why didn't COVID I forgot that existed Morbius. and now I'm like more Jared Leto. <laughs> no, less of him. Oh, what God. you don't like Jared Leto? Jared Leto. No, dude, the, the guy sucks. The guy sucks. Hey. He takes he takes like the the he role takes, so he seriously. Takes, he never gives. <laughs> yeah, no, he gives. He gives really weird things to his cast members and shit like that. He uh, did that once. It, oh. I'm not going to get into that conversation. Oh, he only did it once, so it's fine. No, that's that's such an ass backwards way to think about it. Nah, Jared Leto sucks, and it oh. wasn't even a good fucking performance of the Joker, so it wasn't even worth it. Hey, man, they cut 40 minutes of that performance out, so we don't even know. He was and it was probably needed. Film, yeah. I could not take another minute of that fucking performance. Oh man, there are more uh, headlines and more marketing around him than there was actual footage of him in that film. <laughs> Oh, that is so true. Ladies and gentlemen, this episode of Kind of Funny Screencast is brought to you by Honey. Let me tell you all about Honey. These days, it feels like online shopping is the only shopping that we ever get to do. That's where today's sponsor, Honey, comes in. It's the free browser extension that scours the internet for promo codes and automatically tests them when you're checking out. It's great. It saves you money on pretty much anything you're buying, whether it's a site like Best Buy or a site like Etsy or a site with really dope dog beds. Like I just uh, got a new bed for moose and I got to save 20% off. I didn't even need to do anything. Honey just found the coupon for me and it applied it and I'm saving that cash money, baby. Uh, Kevin saved so much money. Greg saved so much money. Kind of funny, saved so much money using Honey. It's so easy. Uh, All you got to do is install it once. Anytime you are using one of the over 30,000 supported shops, uh, when you go to check out, it just applies the best coupons and you save money. It's that simple. Really, you don't need to do anything, and you're saving money. It's free. Just use it. You can get Honey for free today at joinhoney.com slash morning. That's joinhoney.com slash morning. Next up, shout out to HBO Max. We've been talking about how many uh, amazing shows and movies and stuff are available there. You can check it out and soon christmas you'll be able to also watch wonder woman 1984 Uh, in true 2020 fashion the holidays are going to look a little different this year that's why we partnered with hbo max to keep the spirit of togetherness alive with their library of feel-good films for the holiday season there's a whole bunch of classic holiday movies over there right now holiday affair a christmas carol the family stone last christmas all that stuff's there. There's also spooky stuff. We, If you want to keep up with Kind of Funny in Review, oftentimes movies we're covering are in HBO Max, including Annabelle Comes Home uh, that we did a couple weeks ago. 
You can check out hbomax.com now to subscribe and check out all the stuff they have to offer. That's hbomax.com. And then finally, shout out to Manscaped. Support for Kind of Funny's morning shows comes from Manscaped, who's the best men in the best in men's below the belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. It's always one of my favorite ad reads to read because their copy is so ridiculous. Jingle balls to the walls, fellas. Listen up. Untrimmed pubes are a thing of the past. With the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. This revolutionary company, Manscaped, has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 3.0 has proprietary advanced skin safe technology, so the trimmer cuts the right things on your nuts and not the wrong things. <laughs> and that little difference, that key difference, goes a long way. A thing that they don't talk about enough, Kevin, that I want to tell you about right yeah. now. I love how soft this razor is, <laughs> like huh. the handle. Huh. It's just like nice ergonomics to it. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. Comfortable to grab. Huh? I get it. Do not use the same trimmer on your face as you're using on your balls. That's just nasty. We all know about that. Uh, the perfect package will also come with a pair of Manscaped boxers that will keep your junk feeling fresh all day. It's the season to Manscape. so get yourself, your dad, your brother, and your friends the best gift of all, the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Get 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com slash morning. Your balls will thank you, uh, and whoever's balls you get this for will thank you as well. Hopefully, that's not awkward. Uh, go to manscapes.com slash morning for 20% off with free shipping. Back to it. Let's talk about it, guys. Really Man quick. J Jared, Leto, Jared Leto peaked at Fight Club. Just going to say it. Just got to say it. It's, I didn't re recognize him with the blonde hair for so long. Like, I was much older when I was like, oh, it's Jared Leto. Huh. Yeah. What did you just say? It was a big thing. In uh, the I 90s. said that was Jared Leto, and then my tongue oh, went. No. Rah, rah, rah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but like, yeah, mock me, mock me, assholes. Oh god. Today we're talking about Mandalorian season two, chapter twelve, the siege, directed by Carl Weathers. This one was thirty-eight minutes mm. of action-packed glory, baby. Another winner, as far as I'm concerned. He fucking when it ended and it said directed by Carl Weathers, I was like, he nailed it. I, last I, week I was like, "Hey, what do I want from this?" And they gave me basically that. It wasn't like I, a recap, but they like mm, mm. gave us more hints of like Is the overall exactly story. What we predicted yeah. it would be too. Thank God, like, everything we were talking about last week. It's exactly the what thing I, I predicted saying. specifically yeah. was <laughs> confirmed this week, and the doubters out there. Can Wait, get what was fucked. the thing you can pr predicted can? Uh, that Baby Yoda is directly involved with trying to bring back uh, Palpatine. Anyways, really I don't quick. Know that I, that just, was, uh, I don't know that that was 100% confirmed. I mean, I mean, I mean just some clone it, stuff it, going on. Implied. It was 99.9% confirmed, I'm Kevin. Still, I don't know what else. I, like, I'm still not, like, I wouldn't be shocked if when we get a little bit more, that this is some Moff Gideon on his own, or Matt, what's his name? Did I say Moff that right? Gideon. Moff Gideon. Yeah, yeah. Gideon. Moff Gideon on his own ruling his own thing trying to like do something for nah, himself they were, they were trying to bring back the emperor anyway just really quick i wanted to shout out carl weathers uh directing this episode because i was i was quite surprised i've only known him to direct episodes of scandal makers and i was in, i was impressed by this <laughs> that's a good joke Thank you. that's Thank a you, good joke because the rest of the development you, joke guys watch oh, the first yeah. three seasons then turn it. it off then turn it off <laughs> Yeah, turn it uh, but Barrett, Barrett, to your point about the the Palpatine thing, when it happened, I was like, oh my god, Barrett is so right. But but I do think that there is a chance that it's a misdirection. I think that that is entirely mm. what they're, they're presenting, and because like that thing looked like Snoke, so and I'm especially saying, when guys. you see the, so the concept art in the the end, like yeah. it, even more clearly, it's like yeah. oh, there's a bunch of them. This yeah. is trying to make us 
feel about uh you know what we saw in episode well, nine. like the scientist dude was talking about like the they were counts. Uh, yeah, yeah uh, Mandalorian. They sure. could. They they didn't so want funny. to actually say so Mandalorian good. in mean, a live happy. action Star Wars because that's the kind of shit that pisses people off, like myself. they were directly talking about like using Baby Yoda's blood uh, for these uh, clones, whatever you want to call them. So yeah, Dark like oh yeah, and the the fucking yeah the the trooper the trooper armor at the end was like. Are it's we, interesting to see where they're going. Yeah, like, are we gonna get some like what Force Unleash like stormtroopers that got force powers with like lightsabers with electricity sticks? You so know? that's my thing there to talk about misdirection. Is I I'm more on your side than against it, where I do think that they are setting up the Emperor stuff, and I think that actually like it is what it is, guys. We have this. We're in this world. We have to commit these things. Yeah, we to have connect to connect everything because that's yeah. what Star Wars is. <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, with the the reveal at the end of seeing the the death troopers or whatever they are, yeah, are they droids? Are they people? Are is it like Moff trying to create like a See, a troop of Darth Vader? I, I, type? I, I think yeah, I that's... think there's definitely both. Like there's like definitely the the Semper stuff, but like yeah, Moff Gideon is also up to something else. I uh, what I sure. think is gonna end up happening is that Moff Gideon is trying to maybe make clone soldiers. But incorporating um, Baby Yoda's DNA so that they're force sensitive. So we're gonna have dark troopers are force sensitive stormtroopers, right? That we've seen in like uh, well, the, the like thing the... is, there's like currently multiple phases of dark troopers in canon, so it's hard to mm-hmm. predict which yeah. direction they're going with this. But these appear to be phase one. But like, there's this source book for role playing that like is canon actually and they're supposed to be like elite experimental stormtroopers Mm -hmm. that were part of this failed trooper program dark trooper program um so i think that's where they're going with it but yeah Mm -hmm. my takeaway was that they were experimenting on these guys first and that's what they're trying to do is like trying to make these experimental stormtroopers Mm -hmm. uh was my takeaway from it but that i'm I'm not um disagreeing with the the snoke palpatine theory as well People saying yeah, it has nothing I think to do like that. Trying was, something out here in the show when like they focus on that one shot of like uh, like one of the the people in the tubes like that is straight up palps. Yeah, it's like, misdirection. Straight, you know what I mean? A lot of people want to set things up, and then when they reveal it, you'll be like, "Oh, it was different than what I thought." No, nah. this is a deeper. I don't know, man. Show than I following, thought. Following this show, when we saw the the Spurs uh, as the tease, and it was like it's Boba Fett. It's like there's no way it's actually Boba Fett. It was fucking and, Boba yeah, Fett. It was and, Boba uh, Fett. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah. And, th- true. and that's what and that's what um you know Filoni uh, is kind of like known for doing. Yeah. Oh, um, usually guys, it, it, guys. if it's put on a view, it, it is what it is. Yep, I got something fun for you. So remember last week we were talking about the episodes, and it's like who's directing what. Next week, oh yeah, directed exactly. by Dave Filoni. Oh yeah. An episode's called The Jedi. Yes! Oh. Yes, well, let's go! Well, let's go, is. baby. <laughs> um, really quick, so, like, uh, I wrote down some notes um, specifically for, like, how this is leading into uh, the next episode, which really quick, like, I was really impressed by this episode um, uh, with Carl Weathers directing and those characters coming back, even with my feelings for some of the uh, real-life uh, actors uh, in the show. Um, I, it had the makings of a filler episode that turned into, like, a decent setup episode, uh, which uh, I, I was just, at the end of it, I was, like, kind of impressed with, like, how much I liked it. Um, 
But the thing that they were setting up at the end of like that uh, alien that was working on Mando's ship and like looked at Mando weirdly at the very beginning of the episode. And I was like, "Mm, there's something up with that boy. And then I totally forgot about it. And then they brought it back at the very end and uh, like uh, having like a tracker. So like my uh, again, trying to open my third eye here and trying to make a a, a crazy I like prediction you like I did. your two eyes to do that. <laughs> yeah, you need to you need to no, like, put it. all yeah, of you your wanna... energy into opening yeah. the third one. Um Don't so if Gideon can track Mando and Mando is heading to Ahsoka and if Sabine Wren is still with Ahsoka, could we get possibly like another like moment with Sabine and the dark saber? That's all I want to put out there. We don't know. Uh, There's I don't no guarantee know that who Sabine, Sabine is. is. Mm. She's uh, she's a Mandalorian. Watch who's, Rebels. Yeah, in Star Wars Rebels. Star Wars so Rebels much is kid stuff in there. Uh, no, I, I th- that's, it's that's just because it's a cartoon. Kid. Kid. Let him talk. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm not Star Wars Rebels is the best thing to happen under the Disney era. Um, the second. I mean, that's mm. not that's not like a big statement. You know what I mean? Rogue it's not. But like Star Wars Rebels and Rogue One, the video game. Rogue One. You're thinking Rogue One. No, Fall the video order. game. Fall in order. Yeah, thank you. Um, Rogue One is definitely low tier. Um, <laughs> Alright. Yeah, she's a Mandalorian from Rebels uh, who had the Darksaber for a bit and was the one who actually gave uh, Bo-Katan the uh, Darksaber uh, to like have her be so, the leader of the Mandalorians. Do you think there's a big fight that leads to them running away and then the hunt continues, mm. right? And then... It's going to be everyone comes to save Mando and uh, the child. And then we have Sabine somehow get the sword back. Maybe they beat mm. what's his face. No, I, I and think then she like hands Bo- it over. It would be Bo-Katan Bo- getting the sword yeah. back. Yeah, yeah but it, it would, it would no, still no, be but like what I'm a, saying is Sabine gets it back, get it. Like yeah, physically yeah. gets it back and then gives it back to Bo-Katan. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. Chastity, what, what was your take I'd on like this episode? Sorry, say again? What was your take on this episode? Uh, I really liked it. I mean, obviously, this was such a side quest of an episode, but it still moved the story forward in a very, like, significant way because we finally learn, like, what uh, they want the child for. And it's such, like, a, a dark, nefarious reveal. Um, and that, that's why they're trying to get him back. And they're, they're just trying to use his blood and basically drain this poor little thing. Uh, for their experiments but uh yeah so it, it was dark it was full of good action um i liked a lot of the, the things that are just like hidden within the episode like there was a statue of ig11 i thought that was really cool. So cool um and like there's they turned that place into a classroom and uh it totally makes sense for a protocol droid to be a teacher it's perfect um there's a lot of good like star wars universe stuff in this episode that i really ate up and enjoyed so i didn't mind so much that i was like totally a side quest episode, but uh, it still moved it forward in a very significant way. Yeah, this one continued uh, my love of this season so far. And I just think that like every episode adds to the last in a way that I'm just like, this is so far and away better than mm-hmm. season one. Mm-hmm. And everything that, and I needed season one to be as good as it is. Like yeah. every, everything that they set up, I think they're they're really paying off and like they're moving a lot quicker. They're able to go from planet to planet and it doesn't kind of feel like, oh, we're just doing the same thing. Like going back to these guys, I was like, it's been a while since we've seen you. I'm okay with this. And they mm-hmm. used them so well. Like, I feel like this, episode and i feel like i've said this last couple episodes really kind of has given me at least a little bit of everything i like about this show amazing baby yoda moments in this 
You know, oh, we, got, we have so many to choose from uh, for for this week's so uh, best cute. Baby Yoda moment. We had uh, you know some characters that we enjoy coming back, like seeing Carl Weathers. Like I like him. I, I like that he's kind of the grandpa to, yeah. to this little babe, right? Yes. And yes. and on top of that, we're going through. We finally get some story developments that are like big reveals, like Chastity's talking about. And like, sure, some of it are a little eye rolly, but it's like at least we know and at least it's not like oh the show's aimless and not going anywhere no it's right. it's going yeah. somewhere yeah. clearly and and side quests are going to give us these little little bits of lore that are building but to me the biggest thing this episode did was awesome action the return of the scout trooper helmets which is the coolest helmets in the so history cool. of there's Star nothing Wars. cooler than scout troopers being Period. on fucking speeders man yeah that was so cool and then just exploding <laughs> yeah because they're stupid <laughs> idiots they and uh, we saw dispensable. we saw a couple <laughs> scout troopers die like and i was like oh it's not really showing them and then we see some and it's like it shows you a lot more yeah totally so i i love that and uh the Two other things is a couple episodes ago there uh, it might have been yeah two episodes ago there was the the use of the resistance theme in the mm-hmm. background when we saw Dave Filoni's character and mm-hmm. uh, the Kim's convenience guy and that a different version of it played again when he was talking to uh, Cara Dune trying to like recruit her and I'm like I love that they're building this where this very much is the gap between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens that we really don't know too much about and we're finally right. getting those like prongs out. But the number one thing for me was we finally got an actual, honest to God, legit get hype fucking moment when Mando is in the racer's crest going like flies up, does a quick 180 straight down playing chicken, spinning with the TIE fighter at like, like dodging all the shots. So good. So good. Goes through and then just the theme song, the Rocky version of the theme song starts playing. I was like, (laughs) I just teared up. This was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, the, it, it was like a, definitely some like highlight moments and like to what you were speaking uh, to before, Tim, of like uh, so far this season is di- like miles better than the first season. That kind of feels like anything that Filoni is a part of with Star Wars is kind of his M.O. Like the first season of Clone Wars, I, I remember taking me forever to get through just because it was very uh, it felt very aimless and stuff. But there are some things there that built two really cool things in the later seasons. And uh, same with Rebels, like Rebels. I feel like I had no idea where that show was going until like the last arc in that season. I was like, Oh shit. Like this is what they're building with now. Um, and yeah, that, that seems like the classic Filoni move of like, all right, we're going to build up some things and it's going to be a slow roll, but like stick with me here. Cause we're going to get to cool shit and we're finally in the cool shit for Mando. Uh, and it's very, very exciting. Um, uh, I have one, one question. The, yeah. um, the, one of the mechanics was an alien. The other mechanic was a dude. Was he someone I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, like a like a cameo or anything. Yeah, because like his face seemed really familiar. All right, then never mind. Didn't I I didn't get any cameo notices for this? Oh, although the return of the blue guy from episode one of the show. Yeah, he did much. He was he was much SNL. (laughs) He was much better now. Uh, I think he was like about the same no. uh but i think like after coming off <laughs> of uh, uh Amy. yeah amy sedaris it's like it wasn't as yeah. bad um so i i want hit one of his quotes uh to be a meme now or a gif i need it is when uh he's like oh like we won or like we did it and then like all of them start chasing uh uh them and like that's what starts like the the big chase and then he says i may have been premature that needs to be a gif or a meme i don't know which one but make it happen my favorite bit of him was uh when the 
stormtroopers were shooting before uh, Kara ran over to the the big transport ship, and he's just kind of like, <laughs> yeah, ducking in and out. Yeah. Ducking in and out. I was like looking like Nathan Drake in Uncharted. But like, he's like shooting was, yeah. too, right? No, no, for this, yeah. minute, he was just dodging. <laughs> he was yeah. just like looking. No, no, he did shoot. He, he did shoot though. Yeah. Like he he ducked and got up, and then he finally shot. Like he was like planning his shot. So out. And he, funny, he landed man. some some shots. I was actually pretty impressed. Uh, uh yeah, really Go for it, just uh, some tiny things I want to just uh, shout out. Um, why are there macarons in space? Um, I love that Baby Yoda uses Desserts the force again. You know? How, yeah, how are macarons made? Who doesn't love Eric. macarons? <laughs> I don't know. Milk. How do you make blue a blue milk? Oh shit, dude. Blue Tim, you fight you're on blue it, man. You're on transparency, it. I totally made that up. Yeah, I don't think that's how you make a No, not at all. Um, Very complex. Blue milk and then, oh, what else was there? Uh I love the when they're um trying to like um go to that little station to blow up the base. Uh uh the blue guy points out like there's no guardrails and it's like kind of like a tongue in cheek, like pointing out of like from the OG series of like why are there no guardrails like where why these people is it are walking this way. <laughs> yeah, like I, I loved that. I loved the there they are blast them from the stormtroopers. Another like this I think the second like classic stormtrooper line we've gotten this season. Um the other thing I have here is scout troopers are speed uh, on speeders will never not be cool. Um and then there's something else that I wanted to shout out, but I forget where it is. Um, oh, the at the end when like we're getting the updates on Moff Gideon and stuff when they're introducing the ship that he's on, it like kind of recreates that New Hope uh, shot where like they're going like under the ship. Yeah, and stuff yeah, and it yeah. Takes a, that was dope as hell. So I just wanted oh, to shout, yeah, that, to shout that out as well. Yeah, man. That, when that was happening, and right after the the get hype uh, moment of the the ship fight, like this is star Wars. Like we have a live action star Wars show. And it's like, I feel like in the beginning of season one, it had that feeling of just like, I can't believe this is real, but it was also kind of like, I, but okay, it's not what I really want it to be. And now I'm looking at this. I'm like, this is fucking star Wars. And I'm, I'm in, man. I can't wait next week. The Jedi. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I'm really excited. Oh my God. I can't like, I'm nervous almost. Like I, I can only like, I can only imagine how nervous Filoni must feel of like, this is his character. And, like, if she's getting her live-action debut, this is going to be insane. Yeah. Uh, now it's in the there right is, hands. It's there in the is right hands. A, a little uh, thing that we need to talk about mm-hmm. as a group. Uh-oh. But next week is Friday after Thanksgiving. So, oh, technically, God, we're not making it. content. Yeah. So, it is optional. I'll be here. I'll, I'll be recording be something yeah, somehow. I'll here, yeah. yeah, I'll be here. <laughs> but it is I'll optional for, for everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> um. Before we wrap up the show, of course, we have to talk about the best baby Yoda moment. <laughs> Y'all, we've got some we've got some uh meat to get through for baby Yoda. I feel Yoda. like so, he's like, growing up real quick before our eyes. He's understanding he's, he's some 50 years old, okay? He's going Come to on. classes, you know? The electrician scene. The okay, electrician. so we we got we got Yodelini helping to fix the ship, uh him drinking the soup right after that. Um, him in school, just in general, him stealing uh, the macarons, and I think there is one more. Oh, at the very end, when he's got his arms up and he's just vibing, he's like, "Yeah!" <laughs> so we've got—I don't know which one's the best because they are honestly God, wait, like this was top tier Yodelini content. Are we gonna have the vomiting one as its own thing, or he? Just- <laughs> Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, where he just like throws up a little bit. I do want to shout out the elect uh, the electrician kind of scene because that was very yeah. baby Groot esque. Where and that 
That's yeah, why it was. my vote would it go was. to the mm. hands up leading to the throw up because okay. we well, had an awesome setup with great payoff. But the electrician thing was hilarious. But we've seen it before. Yeah, yeah we saw that exactly. Huh, we've seen Guardian. Baby it's Groot so vomit too. It's so cute. When they <laughs> jump true. too many dimensions, Baby Groot just looks over. Uh, it's like, literally it's the same exact way. But it's more about we, we see the fun of Baby Yoda. Like it's the addition of all that with that being the the, the, the pin at the end of it. But that's right? exactly mm-hmm. what I'm saying that when Baby Groot vomits, it was after they do the too many jumps and their faces are all wonky. And then we look over and Baby, baby Groot is just like, Bleh. Chassie, what say you? Uh, I I love when he was drinking soup. I think it's so cute. But I also love when he was vibing. So it's those two for me. <laughs> Shocking. Oh, man. That's I love it. Funny. I love it. Uh, a quick thing I want to say before we end the episode is uh, Chapter 9 through 12 soundtrack is on Spotify now. So uh, and there's been some bangers. So that's really cool. Go Work check it out. Right Are there, there some audio spoilers? <laughs> Of like uh, themes and stuff. Well, no, this is so, chapter twelve, right? Yeah. So, so we're oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah. It does seem weird. Like twelve seems like a random number, but yeah, that's just how that works when there's eight episode seasons. Um, and then a, a real quick thing I want to say is the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special uh, came out a couple days ago. Uh, so I watched, I watched it. You watched it too, Chastity? Yeah, I watched it. Yeah, <laughs> it's cute. It was yeah, it's fine. I'd say it's worth watching. It's like not the best thing, but like there's enough funny moments in it. Uh, yeah, it's, that's the it's, vibe it gave me. It like I remember you sending me the trailer, and I was like, "This seems so trashy, but like the best kind of trashy." Where like I'm gonna enjoy it, but it's not gonna mm. be anything significant. It's weird because it's actually the the vibe of the trailer. I don't think is really the vibe of the the thing. There's oh. the it begins and ends that way. It begins and ends as a holiday special. The core mm. of this has nothing to do with that and it's straight up just a time travel story yeah like, it, it, so chastity is, serious. It, it, you you've you're uh deep into the lore of star wars the way they handled uh time travel in this is it similar to how time travel is handled in star wars rebels oh uh time travel in rebels no okay okay <laughs> no. yeah that's why yeah, like, when when they were it's teasing just a fun plot device okay. it's just okay. a really okay. fun plot device is cool. it handled... there are no rules to this whatsoever <laughs> is it handled well in rebels yeah it's really cool and that's why when people yeah. were predicting when uh what, what's his face uh abrams was saying there was a new force power in episode nine and everybody was like time travel it's like time travel's been done y'all fucking keep up keep up motherfuckers uh, but what was interesting, yeah, the, the time travel stuff in this was just goofy, but it allowed a lot of fun uh, kind of meetings and pairings between people. But the the reason I bring this up at all is that the, the whole core of it is less about the holidays, and it's more about the fact that uh, Ray takes on Finn as an apprentice. And it's like, that's mm-hmm. like the whole story is her trying to be oh. learn to be a better Jedi master. You think it's canon? But that's my thing, is like, there are elements about this that are, that are clearly that like... canon. Yeah, like when when they eventually have stories after it somewhere, it's like, yeah, I think that this is based on something real. A lot of goofy shit happens that's not canon, but like the idea of it, I think, is. And you guys should watch it. It has it has some some fun moments uh, that I don't want to spoil because like they're fun little goofy things. I'll definitely check it out. But I'm in the mood for some it's some fun, fun it's vibes. Yeah, yeah. And it's like thirty minutes, and it's only like forty seven minutes. Oh wow, yeah. okay, it's cool. really short. It's yeah. not. Yeah, it's not long at all. Uh, oh, also, wait, one last thing before we end. Shout out to, like, these episodes being nice and tight. You know what I mean? Short. Oh, yeah. Like, they don't have to yes. be, you know, super <laughs> long. I like that. Yep. I totally agree. 
Uh, this has been the Kind of Funny Screencast. Thank you all for joining us here. Chastity, thank you for joining us once again. Where thank can people you. find you? Uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Chastity underscore V. And I've got all the Mandalorian videos about Easter eggs that you could want on GameSpot Universe, YouTube.com slash GameSpot Universe. Another there one going go. up later today. Fantastic. Go check it out. Show it some love. Till next time. I love you guys. Bye.